Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode number 465. In 1962, the Hawaiian pizza, ham and pineapple, was invented by a guy named Sam Panopoulos. <laughs> Take a guess, Heather and listeners out there, what country was Sam from? I mean, you want to say Hawaii since it's the, well, the U.S., because... You want it's to a say Hawaiian that. pizza, but I don't know. I feel like that's not going to be the right answer. Is that your Philippines? final answer? All right. Heather's locked in at Philippines. <laughs> no idea. Listeners, take your guess. I'll give you the answer in just a second. Heth, do you like Hawaiian pizza? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not in my the, favorite, in but In your it's top good. five? Sure. Okay. Nice. How about you? It's like top ten, not top five. Hello, everyone. I'm Travin. Joining me today is someone who loves her some prosciutto, arugula, and Parmesan pizza. That yes. is your number one, correct? Yeah, that's my number one. Followed thereafter by salami. Not pepperoni, but like a, a really salami. nice Italian salami. Mm, a good salami. My mm-hmm. wife and constant travel companion, Heather. <laughs> Answer to the trivia question, not Philippines. That, that's a really good guess. You, really? It's a really good guess. It's not anywhere close to an exotic island okay. country it is the country of canada. canada yes london ontario okay that's so strange and did it say why he called I, it the hawaiian d- no because didn't say why didn't pineapple? say how he came up with it mm. it just said sam panopolis panopolis from london ontario <laughs> in his restaurant in 1962 invented well, the Hawaiian well done also it's kind of like um Tikka masala or chicken tikka masala. Yeah, which which is is that the one I'm thinking of? That was I not. It's not actually. I mean, it's an Indian dish, but someone in the UK. I I don't know that created fact. that or something. I mean, that the UK version. loves their chicken tikka masala. So I okay. Don't don't quote me on that because I'm not sure if that's actually a fact. But but I could a hundred percent see that being true because it's a very. What should we say? Like, it's a very easy way to get into Indian food, right? Like a very basic kind of get your foot in the door of Indian food. If someone yes. doesn't have, like my mom doesn't love Indian food, be like, okay, come get chicken tikka masala or get like buttered chicken, right? Okay. Okay. I have fact checked this as Trav was talking uh, nice. and it's the UK, but it is apparently from Glasgow in Scotland oh. in the 1970s, according to the one second internet search, <laughs> uh, but a Bangladeshi chef in Glasgow. Oh, from Britannica.com though. Yeah. So I, is that legit? I mean, Britannica, like I'm just thinking Encyclopedia Britannica. Remember that we used to use encyclopedias? <laughs> wow. That's, that's a throwback. Um, yeah. Pizza. Love it. You can get usually decent pizza all around the world. Not good. I said decent, so guys, I don't mean like amazing pizza, Mm -hmm. but the one thing I do love about pizza, it's ubiquitous. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to eat, so we're starting this podcast off on the right note talking about food it's also almost lunchtime so (laughs) we might have to run through this list and get to lunch um we're gonna do a show today that i just thought was was one that was really cool fun list we love doing lists and we haven't done for a while and the genesis uh, of this show or we haven't ever done this exact list and the genesis for this was my dad was here in costa rica Uh, my both my parents were here and we were just chatting 
And somehow we were talking about the friendliest countries. My dad was like, well, what do you mean by friendly? And I was like, well, I don't know. And he kept peppering me. He's like, well, friendly is such a vague term. And I like, agree. So when you said you wanted to do this podcast, I said, why now? And what led you to want to do this podcast? You're like, I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. So now I'm happy to hear the origin of the thought process in yeah, your He just head. kept like asking me, well, what do you mean by friendly? And I said, I don't know. And I don't, I don't want to define it. I just want... And I want to leave it purposefully vague <laughs> because I think friendliness can take on a lot of different of kinds of um, faces and, and different things can be considered friendly. And so as you guys are listening, I'd love to... I'd love for you to think about and think about your list. And that's why I had I purposefully didn't yes. give you instruction. I didn't say, oh, it's the... Sure. You know, who smiles the most right. or, or who's giving the you the thing. most free meals or whatever. It's hard for some people because you are much more of an abstract dreamer personality. And I'm much more of a concrete, evidential person, you know? Okay. So I when, I when you said you wanted to do this podcast, I mean, I was like, okay, so how do I define the friendliest country? Is it people that we've met or like it doesn't have to be multiple people in that country because that's how I was kind of thinking of it because obviously every single country in the entire world has nice people and not so nice people of course so I was thinking for me how I defined it was okay the countries that we've been to where we met and had some type of relationship or experience interactions with yeah a few people from that country that were positive. So that's how I defined it because totally I fine. really like to go in to why I'm choosing it. Not just like, Oh my gut reaction to this is that this, I mean, my first two were gut reactions, but that's because of the experiences we had there with people from that country. Not just one person, but multiple people. Cool. Uh, that's why it's totally fine. That's why I'm really <laughs> excited for this show because we. I also didn't give you much time to think about it and I didn't give myself much time to change my list. In fact, I'm going into this with six countries listed, okay. not exactly in order okay. because I just wanted to get into the session because you see, here's the thing. I like stats too and I love numbers, right? But so you see all these things like the world's most livable cities mm -hmm. and the friendliest countries and you know all these institutes try to kind of boil down an abstract thing like livability or friendliness right. or all this into numbers. And while I appreciate that, sometimes I like to just think of it from, hey, I'm going to give you a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say friendly and whatever it means to you, go with it. Yeah. So. My well, dad was not, I mean, he, he wouldn't give me an answer. He's like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. friendliness means. I said, just tell me what you're And he like, he, he couldn't, he, yeah. he didn't give me an answer, but I'm making you give okay. me well, an I'm answer. Gonna, In fact, I'm five of them. I'm going to throw out a couple honorable mentions first, okay. as we like to do here. And these are countries that, you know, I don't think maybe is overwhelmingly friendly, okay. but I love them. Okay. And I have met friendly people there. Okay. But they're not my top five as, That's, you know, okay. individual experiences. Sure. Italy. Okay. People are generally, I think, pretty friendly. Yep. Especially depending on what part of Italy you're in. But Italy's pretty relaxed. It's pretty casual. People are pretty happy. Could have probably been on my top five. Completely agree. When I looked at the map and I yeah. saw Italy, I was like... Yeah, that's that that is they're a friendly country. Yeah. Overall friendly country. Um we had a great experience in Italy when we stayed at an Airbnb in Tuscany and we met an Italian couple, Francesca and David. Wonderful. So yeah, great experiences in Italy. So I you know what I I probably should have put it on my top five now that I'm really talking about it, but 
Hey, you it's went with your mention. gut. All right. Uh, Japan, also an honorable mention because Japanese people are, I feel overall, just such a good, gentle soul. Like they tend to be somewhat shy when speaking another language because they're a little, you know, they're humble and they're highly intelligent. So many of them can speak English, but they're right. just a little bit, you know, scared yeah. to speak English with foreigners. But that being said, so many people would go out of their way when we lived in Japan for two years. So many stories that we could talk about Agreed. of people being so nice and so friendly, helping you find the right subway station and, you know, pouring hot water on your car when it's frozen over and icy. I don't remember that, that one. That happened to me. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So anyway. Okay. Japan. Those are those your two honorable? Do you have? You said I'm going to throw out a few. Oh yeah, so. and Croatia, just because okay. it is my favorite country, and you know we didn't have any particular experience with a person in Croatia where we had like this great, amazing time with a specific Croatian mm. person. But overall, I think you know people there are pretty friendly, and it's my favorite country, so kind of had to be on the list somewhere. Okay, I see, yeah. and that's why I think this is a fun episode because it you just gave three countries that have very different experiences that we've had and yep. different types of people, but the word friendly can encapsulate all of that, right? Where Italy is like a very specific example yep. of, of certain people we had an amazing time with. Japan, totally different personalities from Italians. You know, we're obviously painting in broad strokes here, sure. but we're talking about, um, you know, the people as a whole. And then, yeah, Croatia, like we, we have spent a lot of time there, but we haven't had an experience like one unique individual where we could maybe pinpoint, although Natasha was pretty awesome the first yeah, time. Yeah, our first there. Airbnb host, she but was lovely. We didn't like, spend that much time We didn't her. even have a meal with her. Right. So that's why this is a fun episode yeah. and I'm not really sure it'll be on your list. And guys, <laughs> this is why I specifically I'm going to ask you to give us your list on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Let us know the friendliest countries because this is a term that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. And it's very dependent on your specific experiences in those countries, right? Because, you know, some everyone's going to have different experiences. That was fun. That's what's fun about traveling. Someone could go to a country and be like, mm -hmm. that's a friendly. Someone else would be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see this fr that friendly. And yeah. it's because you're obviously having your own unique experiences. I have an honorable mention. Okay. And I, I want this to be on the list. And, but I'm just going to put it on a mention and then move on and maybe talk about it a little later, but Australia. <laughs> okay. Um, it's on my list. Okay. It's, it's cool. pretty high on my awesome. list. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And then we can get into Australia yeah. a little more than um, that. Yeah. We'll get into that. Okay, yeah. cool. Well then here we go. We each have five. We're going to count down mm -hmm. again. We always tell you we, when we do the list episodes, I don't know how there's list. She doesn't know mine. Correct. So there might be some crossover. I don't know what's on hers or where it is. She mm -hmm. doesn't know what's on mine. Um, so, and you always lead it off, ladies first. Number five on your list. My number five is Cambodia. All right. And I have Good. to say that this is because of one person individually, the nicest human we have ever met. Travis and I have said this multiple times on other podcasts. That is Boonty. Mm. And. Um, there are other people in Cambodia who are really nice too, but Bunti was our driver the very first time that we went to Cambodia. And, you know, we have since seen him again when we've been yep. in Cambodia, we have connection on social media, you know, we're Facebook friends. He is one of the loveliest people we've ever met in the world. And so therefore Cambodia has to be 
on my list. Yeah, he's the, I will say this, he's the nicest person I've met <laughs> um, ever traveling. And I debated putting Cambodia on. Uh, the only reason I didn't was because we haven't had that much experience with a lot of other people there. The people we have have been super friendly. So again, this yeah. comes down to like, what are you considering? You know, this was gut reaction. Well, again, it was harder for me to make this list, but I think, than you. Bunti is the nicest human we have ever met and the gentlest soul we've ever met and uh, an absolutely phenomenal individual that many of you listening, if you've been to Cambodia and been to Siem Reap, have used him as a driver before based on us recommending him. And he is everyone has come back and said, oh my gosh, everything you say about Punti is completely true. And you probably even undersell, like, I, I can't believe how nice this guy is. So um, if you go to CM Reap, we have a post on our website on Extra Pack of Peanuts. Take the two minutes to find it, get his number and email Bunti. You will be, uh, it's the best two to three minutes you could ever spend <laughs> because he will make your experience incredible. And uh, I can't wait for the day that we get to see him and his wife and his family again because they are absolutely lovely people. Um, my number five, and I'm going to stay in that same region. Okay. And this is why I didn't put Cambodia on because I put Thailand on. And, and I also have Thailand on my list, but yeah, we'll talk about it now. Just, you know, different cultures, different people, but a lot of similarities because you're in the same region. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's called the land of smiles. And we have spent more time in Thailand than, than most other countries that we've been to. Yes. And we have met more people there just because of the way we've traveled through. And, you know, everyone is just, they're just happy to, to be a lot. Like there's a, there's a happiness that permeates that culture where you could have someone who in our eyes, you know, is poor and, and, and has a job maybe that we wouldn't want to do or something like that. And he's sitting on a boat cutting up pineapple as we're on a, on a little trip out to this island. And he's just smiling so big because he's just mm -hmm. on a boat cutting up pineapple yeah. and it's delicious and we're having a good time. And because we're having a good time, this guy's having a good time. So Thailand just overarchingly deserves its name, the land of smiles. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's higher on my list. It's number two. And every time we've been to Thailand, which has been quite a few times, and as Trav said, we've spent a lot of time there, one full month just in Chiang Mai, meeting Thai people. They're always so friendly. And we went to a Thai wedding, not yep. in a touristed area. It nope. was our friend's hometown. <laughs> and we didn't know that many people there because it was her family and her friends of her family it was huge, like 200 plus people. Everybody was so friendly. Then we actually went out after the wedding with some of her closest friends. And it was just such an experience. And yeah, we, we've met so many Amazing, wonderful, awesome friendly people. people. Totally. So yeah. Thailand. Okay. So Thailand's your number two, but what's your number four? My number four is Costa Rica. Vida. <laughs> So we have been in Costa Rica now for two and a half months, which is one of the longest times we've ever spent in another country I other than the Japan, longest. of course. At right? I think this is the longest continuous we've ever been in another country other than when we lived in Japan. Yeah, I think so. And that being said, everyone here is really friendly. And we don't want to leave. <laughs> I mean, the 85 and sunny and beach yep. and pool has something to do with it. But the, I mean, all that's great. But the people, as everyone who's traveled knows, yeah, the people make the travel experience what it is. And 
from the day we got here, even actually before we got here, That's I was true. looking for a babysitter and I was in like this Tamarindo Facebook group. Like so many people were sending me messages. Hey, this person, that person, you know, it, it I was like, wow, everyone seems really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we got here and, you know, not only are people helpful, but they're just overly nice. And same thing, like Heth lost her, um, her watch in the ocean and we put a thing in that Facebook group again mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we lost this watch. And all these people were tagging this other guy who yeah. had like two weeks before said he found an uh, Apple Watch. It wasn't the same one, but, you know, just random strangers are like trying to help us get this. And that's just the strangers. That's not even yeah. like the amazing people that we've and really formed bonds with. And that's a mix of probably here. a lot of expats, expats and, and locals and Ticos. Yeah, and Ticos. But all the all of the local Costa Rican people who are called Ticos. Yep. Um they are so friendly. Like from the guard who oh, is at our condo, who the, is on hell, the on hell, who speaks very little English, but is so kind and so lovely and is so engaged with our children. Like to the point where like, of course we're, we're walking a lot and we're leaving and we're walking and he says, hello. And you know, like Pura Vida and what's up my friend. But then even if we're in the car leaving and he like wants to come over to the car and we put the windows down and he talks to the kids. Gives the kids pounds, you know. He is just wonderful. And that's just one person. I mean, our nannies here are Costa Rican and they are lovely and so wonderful and have invited us to a birthday party and, you know, bring the kids crafts and toys for them to play on. Just like welcome us into their lives and it's just yeah people are great it's a people very are really nice very here. welcoming community and yeah to the point that wit sometimes wakes up in the morning and he goes where's on hell <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean he's like is on hell out at the you know out at the entrance like where the pool is and we're like i don't know we'll like we'll run out there to go find on hell first thing in the morning um so yeah i i'm with you costa rica definitely a magical place and I think that when it don't look at my I'm list, not looking at you your are list. looking at got, <laughs> okay. note for the audio. Heather is blatantly <laughs> my list is all the way okay. off I'm the sorry. table. And Trav looked at his list, and so blatantly. like I yeah. followed mm-hmm. where his vision was no, going. Just, no, 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 my number four. I mean, I guess at this point, I guess point, I was wondering, you, is Costa Rica on your list? Why don't you just tell my number four since you just read my list? I did not see it. My number four is one that. I'm not sure. I, I was happy to have this on the list because I'm not sure if it's going to make your list or not. Okay. And this in Australia are very similar to me in the way that the people like to just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And that is Ireland. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know what? That's such a good thought. That's a really, it, it's not on my it list. Wasn't but only because I kind of forgot that we went there. Yeah. It wasn't the first like gut reaction country to be on my list but when i looked at a map usually you and i you know we'll look at a map just to just to kind of like spur some inspiration and i i pulled up the map and Mm -hmm. i was going through and i was looking at europe i'm like oh spain people are pretty nice portugal is really cool italy and then i like saw ireland i'm like ireland yeah Yeah. like to me some of the experiences we have in ireland personify friendliness like they just want to have a crack right a crack like meaning a good time so you know irish are known for wanting to just have a good time there was plenty of nights we'd be sitting in pubs music would start flowing people mm-hmm. would talking like it you the know the vibe again, there is really open friendly and en- enjoying life yep and friendliness as we mentioned 
ad nauseum, can take on a lot of yes. different facets. And to me, that's a type of friendliness of just, I just want to not take things too serious all the time. I want to have a good time. If we're having a good time, I want other people to be involved. And I feel the same way about Aussies. It's a similar mindset of mm-hmm. like, we're just going to have fun. Like we're going to party and you know, we don't mean, have to mean like party like crazy rages, but we're just going to like enjoy it. We're going to barbecue. We're going to, we're going to drink. We're going to hang out. Like it's, it's a very, um, fun, like let's just enjoy life type of atmosphere in Australia and also in Ireland, despite being like very different types of climates and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I have found a similar feeling of friendliness from those two countries. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, we know my number three already is Australia. I didn't know if, I don't (laughs) know if we knew what, what, what it was. Well, we've talked about it in Australia was your number five. There's right. my honorable oh, mention. Oh, your honorable but, mention. Yeah. And it's my number three because we know a lot of Aussies and we've been to Australia. Every Australian person I meet is just seriously so nice and so exuberant about life. You know what I mean? They just, they love life, it seems. I mean, of course, not every single Australian, but the ones that we have met are just lovely and of course in australia it's a gorgeous country it's huge we haven't seen the whole of it obviously it's really big mostly the whole melbourne sydney cans yeah you know and yarra valley and the great ocean road and all of that but i think the vibe there is just life is good and people want to share that perspective. And they also, I think, have a good work-life balance there because we know a lot of Australians who will take off weeks at a time and either stay in Australia or travel abroad. I mean, we have... I mean, Aussies are infamous for just taking like gap years or just like, hey, I'm taking sabbaticals or hiatus, whatever you want to call it. I I mean, I think they're great workers. I I don't really know because I've never like worked in a company with Australians, but I assume, you know, they they get what they, they get done what they need to get done, but then they also have no problem with taking time off. And I think that's great. In the US, we don't have that type of mindset, you know, and I'm not talking about just one couple. I'm talking about while we were traveling, you know, we met that, couple I think when we were in Myanmar and they were Australian and they were the they did the mapping of the yeah it was actually in India oh in India I don't remember where we met them but yeah they were just off for like three months and they said yeah we just talked with our company and they were land surveyors and they were like yeah we both work at the same company and they said go ahead take three months off when you come back you can have your job back which is just like unheard of in the U.S. that's not a thing that is a common practice. So I think that plays into the fact that Australian people maybe are happier because they have more freedom and this work-life balance. I, Not everyone, I, but a lot of people. I 100% that. agree that it's, they do it right with a work-life balance and they appreciate the time off that they have mm-hmm. and, they, and they use it to the fullest and they're very inclusive and in mm-hmm. wanting people to also have a good time. Um, I, I, yes, I think that there's a lot to be learned from the Aussies when it comes to working hard, getting stuff accomplished, mm-hmm. you know, having a first world country, like not being slackers, but also then saying work or life isn't all about work. And I mean, this mm-hmm. is a message that we preach a ton and we talk about um, that we have a lifestyle first approach to business and that's saying 
what do we want our lifestyle to look like? And then how can we build our business so that we can achieve that lifestyle instead of how do we build a business and then try to figure out how to fit our lifestyle in around the business? We, we flip it on its head. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of Americans, that's like a novel concept. Like, oh my gosh, you're right. I, you know, I could maybe think about my lifestyle and, and see how I could build something around that. But to Aussies, I think it's, it's more ingrained in who they are. Yeah. That they already have that inkling and they already do say, well, I'm not going to maybe give up my lifestyle to make, you know, a little bit extra money or to push myself harder to, to go up this ladder. And again, that's not to say people aren't successful. It's just to say that they have, in my mind, as a culture and a society, figured out the lifestyle first approach to business more than what we are used to in the U.S. For yeah, sure. and Australia is not the only country. I mean, I think they do it really well, but there are other countries yeah, Europeans too. Europeans generally are better at that as well. Yeah, no, thinking back on this, like when we were in Switzerland for the first time when Trav was working there for three months and there was that famous chocolate shop. Yeah. And I came to visit in August. You're like, we've got to go to this famous chocolate shop. And we went and they were like, oh, well, we'll just be closed for the month of August. Yeah, like just a sign a on the sign door. sign on the door. I said like, it was <laughs> August like, 2nd. Yeah. I said, we'll be returning August 31st. I'm like, yeah. wait, that it's means it closed the of. whole month of August. Unheard yeah. of in the US for anything like that to happen. So yeah, I mean, there are a lot of countries that have a better balance of work and life. And I think it really plays out into their happiness. Yeah. Their happiness. And then shows itself through, through friendliness. Right. Right. Um, my number three is one that you already mentioned and I was surprised. And this was this in Ireland were the two that I put on the list that I was like, yeah, these are kind of my, like a little bit of, um, maybe off the radar ones that people wouldn't think of, but you had already mentioned this and this is a country of Japan. Mm hmm. And okay. this is one of the reasons I didn't want to put too much of or or any definition actually on friendliness because Japanese friendliness looks a lot different than Australian friendliness yes. or what or to me, right? Or what I consider or Irish friendliness or Thai friendliness, which is a bit more in my mind or from my experience, a bit more overt and in your face. Now, some of that, especially in Australia, is and, and Ireland because we speak the same language, mm-hmm. right? Natural, same native language. So that, of course, opens up doors and, and shows itself in a way that if you don't speak the language, you might not see. Um, but Japan, much more reserved, much more, um, yeah, I guess reserved is the best way to say it, not as gregarious. And that's not to say we, we've, we've met a few gregarious Japanese no, people, yeah. but it, it might not show itself right away. But what I... To me, Japan epitomizes the friendliness that is helpfulness. Yes. I have never been around people who are so willing to go out of their way to make sure that you are okay in every possible way. And the one story that comes to (laughs) mind is when we were in Tokyo with our friends and, you know, we had been there a year, you know, we, yeah, we knew where we were going in Tokyo. Yeah. Like, and we have been on this subway before, you know, like it, right. The Tokyo subways are crazy, right? Yeah. And and not all of them are in English, you know, a lot of them, and I'm not even talking about English, but I'm talking about Romaji, like the Roman letters. letters. Some of them are just in the Japanese alphabets. You have no idea where 
you need to go. Right. And so we had been there, but we, we were not like worried. We were not first time tourists no. to Japan. We had lived there for a while. We were looking at this, this subway chart. We were pretty sure we knew where to go, but it was like, we were waiting for a train. So we were just mm-hmm. kind of like glancing, making sure there was four of us yeah. there. And this Japanese guy comes up and says, oh, uh, can I help you? Are you lost? And they're like, no, 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 we're okay. We, we're going here and, and this is where we have to go. He's like, well, um, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And we're like, no, we're, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And he, he, obviously we didn't do a good job convincing him we were fine because then he said, well, uh, that's a pretty far train ride. It was like 40 or 35 minutes or something. We're like, no, we're, we're good. We know what we're doing. He said, no, I'm going to make sure you're okay. And we, we tried to say like, no, it's all right, but he wouldn't hear it. So he got on the train with us. His, his English was decent. Like yeah. he could speak to us, but you know, it's not like then we engaged in a ton of conversation or he was with us because he wanted to practice English or anything. We were just riding the train. We had to make a connection. So we did, we connected somewhere and like we got 35 minutes later, we were getting to the stop that we had to get off to go to our hotel and we were like, thank you very much. You know, this or that, like, are, are, do you have to go around here? And he said, and he told us where to go. And it was like the exact opposite way from where we'd gone. So he's going to now ride a train back 35 minutes to the point that he met us and then go like another 40 minutes home. And I was saying to him, like, you, you really didn't have to. He's like, no, I, I needed to make sure that you were okay in my country. I, I didn't want anything to happen to you, this and that. And then he offered to give us money for, <laughs> for dinner. dinner. yeah. And I'm like, ah, I, no, we are fine. <laughs> like, I don't know how bad we must look. We must look so haggard that this guy thinks we don't have... I'm like, uh, uh, thank you so much. We, we are fine. We know where we're going. And uh, thankfully, we were able to talk him out of actually giving us money. But I mean, the guy went essentially an hour and a half out of his way to make sure that we we got on the right train. And that played itself out in in smaller stories throughout our two years in Japan over and over and over, almost on a daily basis. All the time. People there were so willing to go above and beyond just to help you find your way to answer a question. You know, if they didn't, we didn't really speak Japanese really well at all. You know, we learned a couple of phrases to get by, but we could not have a conversation. So we would always try to communicate in English (laughs) and if somebody didn't know they would find a friend you know in the restaurant or at the Starbucks or wherever we happen to be here this person speaks English better they'll help you like were you with me the one time I mean this might have happened a bunch but one specific time we got the supermarket and I was looking for something and and I was trying to use Japanese to explain it because it wasn't some normal thing it was like I don't know if it was honey mustard but it was like something like honey mustard (laughs) something rare but they might have and I'm not kidding. There was like seven grocery mm-hmm. store employees around me, all talking, all trying to figure out what I meant, all like speaking English and Japanese to me, and like yeah, all I talking amongst think it each was other. A spice. I think it was like cinnamon or something. Okay. Yes. Yes. It it, was I a think spice. it was cinnamon. Yeah. And right. And and like there's seven <laughs> of them. They kept bringing more people over. I'm like, it's really okay. I don't need this. And they wouldn't hear it. Like they just they we finally figured it out and got it. Um, but that's how amazing the Japanese are. Yeah. And you know, it's such a safe country and people there are pretty honest. Like if they find money on the street, they will usually take it to the nearest police station. We left our phone or our camera at the grocery store in our town where we lived, but, um, came back like a day or two later. Like we didn't know it right away. Yep. They had the camera and they were like, yeah, here's your camera. Somebody turned it in. I mean, most people would just take that camera and, you know, so 
it just was a nice experience being there. And especially if you go as a tourist and you're there for two weeks, you know, people will be so nice to you. And I will say once you get through that first level, because some people might be saying, oh my gosh, I went to Japan. I can't believe you're classifying them as friendly, right? Because there is a bit, well, it's just it's such a different culture than mm-hmm. than we are used to from the States or even Western Europe or Australia that it 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 is so foreign and so different and the language is so different. And the people are just like quieter and more yes. reserved. I mean, there'd be times on the train, like you're not supposed to use your phone on the trains. You're not supposed to be loud on the trains. We'd and be, so we've gotten yelled at. We've so like on the flip side Japanese of being people. friendly, <laughs> if we do something wrong, like we've gotten admonished yeah. and scolded yeah, like plenty. You're not to be loud on the trains, you know? So yes, there are well, and I was just going to say, like, r- rightfully so. Different. Yeah, rightfully so. But, yeah, but I just mean th- there are situations that make might make you feel like, oh, well, we're American. We're used to being loud, obnoxious people, I suppose. But no, they are really, really nice, but you have to follow the rules. And that's true. <laughs> and I would also say that one of the beauties of having lived there is that once... You kind of, I mean, we didn't get past, we got past this level because we then started meeting Japanese people uh, who spoke English. And so we could get past that level. If you speak Japanese, then you get past those levels even quicker of, of like a surface level. Once you get past that, I'm thinking especially of our friend Yasu, who was an amazing Mm -hmm. friend, spoke great English. And like, he then opened up doors for us into an a, a part of Japan that we wouldn't have been able to experience. Same with Heather's coworkers or the people that she taught English to. You know, they all spoke pretty uh, English pretty well. And so they'd invite us to like parties that mm-hmm. they'd have and show us the side of Japan that we wouldn't have been able to see had we not been with a Japanese person. And the friendliness there is a bit more like not just helpfulness, but a a genuine like we are so happy you're here mm-hmm. and, and we, we we love that you're different and we want to show you the best of our country. Not like, yeah. oh, we just want to make sure you get on the right train. Yourself, yeah. But we want to get you the best best fish yeah like they would go to like the we're getting you the best fish at this fish market like they would go out of their way to to really show off their country mm-hmm. to make sure that you had the best of the best yeah. and so that's like a different type of sure. friendliness then too that takes a little bit of digging under the surface to get to because yeah. either you have to speak japanese or be with a japanese person who speaks english mm-hmm. to kind of get under that surface a bit but man what an amazing country yes what an amazing country. All right. What's your number? That was my number three. That was your that number was a three. long number three. Oh, but yeah. I mean we spent You're two years two. in Japan, so I yeah, guess yeah. per cap or you know, per time spent there, that was not that <laughs> yeah. long of an answer. Number two for you, and I think you already said this. This one's Thailand, which we already talked okay. about a lot. Um just how much we've loved our time there and the people there are just wonderful people who seem to be genuinely happy. So, yeah, yeah, I think that epitomizes it. Like yeah. they are happy with their life and they are happy that people are there experiencing their country. And that is a country that, you know, because it's a pretty well-worn tourist trail that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't speak any Thai, you can get through with English and, and it's a bit more overt, mm-hmm. right? Than like we're talking about Japanese, like the friendliness is apparent. You land mm-hmm. there and it's like, Everyone's smiling mm-hmm. and everyone wants you to go do this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, such good feelings in in Thailand. My number two, and I, I'm not sure if it's on your list. As I mean, it would have to be your number one. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm really thinking, like, what is her number one? My number two is the country of Georgia. Hmm. 
So if you have listened to this podcast yeah. at all before, you know that this is my favorite country in the world. And it wasn't necessarily one that I went to expecting to have amazingly friendly people. Yeah. We just heard, hey, it's cheap. It's off the beaten path. It's beautiful landscape. It's good food. And the people are nice. Yeah. The Saying the people are nice is beyond an understatement. I mean, it's getting more touristed and maybe that'll change it a little bit. But I mean, every person we met there, and this goes, this is where what you mentioned, Heth, of the individual stories that happened to us in the, what, two or three weeks that we were in Georgia. Mm -hmm. There's probably three or four we could point to in just three weeks that you're like, I can't believe this just happened to yeah, us. It's my number one. Okay. I was, I was pausing yeah. there because you're looking at me. I'm like, is it her number yeah. one? It's my number one because of the experiences that we had there. And not just one, as Trav said, two, three, four, five, every single person you meet in Georgia that we met was just so friendly. I mean, they're happy people and they seem to enjoy life to its fullest. Despite no having a, a pretty hard, I mean, the country is yes, I mean, by no means like flourishing. Part of the Soviet Union. Right. There's still parts, some small parts of Georgia that are, are occupied yeah, and like are in not dispute. Yep. safe for people or especially tourists. To, tourists, not to safe go for to. Georgians to go to. Yep. Um, you know, so it's not like they've had like this easy, wonderful life. Right, idyllic, like, yeah, life is great all but, the time. But, you know, I think it comes back to the wine because... <laughs> Heather just put her arm on my knee and said, I think it comes back to I'm the wine. I'm dreaming lovingly of the, the wine and the food there in Georgia. And, you know, they have some of the oldest winemaking practices in the world in Georgia where they make the wine in these ceramic jugs that they bury underground, underground yeah. and the, the wine develops there. And, you know, so that's cool. But mostly people just make wine at home. Everyone <laughs> has wine. It's like, I mean, not, not that we're not saying that like hyperbolically, like every one makes wine and everyone carries it around with them ever. I'm not kidding. You will pull up at a stoplight and, you know, well, if, not a stoplight. They well, don't really have too many of those. Well, there. that's true. All right, but you're like you'll pull up somewhere, right? Like we were having a picnic with with a friend, and we pull up, and there's other people having a picnic in this little campground, and they were like, "Oh, come try our wine." We're like, well, we yeah. have like a five gallon yeah. jug know, of wine here, and they're like, "No, you got to try ours." Pre COVID, we're literally just drinking wine off their jug of wine. I can't even imagine doing that today. <laughs> but you know, back in 2016 when we were in Georgia. Wow, that was that long yeah, ago. Yeah, it was because it was before we had wit and that was 2017. So it was in 2016. And yeah, I mean, we were going up this totally off the beaten path mountain road into the mountains. Third most dangerous road in the world. In our end destination was in this small village of Omalo. And yeah, these people, these other people were, you know, making their way somewhere. As Travis said, they were camping or just hanging out there for the day. Yeah. And that wasn't, I mean, on that trip up to Omalo on this rugged mountain dirt path, multiple people offered us their well, homemade everyone wine. <laughs> you pass waves to you because you know yeah. there's not that many people traveling this road it's pretty crazy and they're like pass but you you're not allowed to just like wave mm -hmm. you you have to stop yeah and, 
and you have to like spend time with them spend time and explain where you're going they yeah. talk about where they're going so the, this trip is treacherous and long enough it gets way more <laughs> treacherous and way more longer because you're stopping at every person who's coming either down or up or yeah. just hanging out on the road and you know everyone knows everyone and they're like oh come over have some chicken with us have some of our wine and it's like it, it, it you we drank and ate at least five times on this like mm-hmm. five hour road up because you have to stop and talk with people. <laughs> and especially when they know that our driver Akko. and friend Akko, yeah. you know, had us like it wasn't yeah. like then it was like, wait, there's tourists going out there. Like, yeah, what yeah. are they doing? What's yeah. their story? So, so it was crazy. Honestly, you should listen to our podcast about our experience in Georgia. I don't have it's, it written it's down called what the, number the reason, it is. I don't have the number either, but it's called The Reason We Travel. Yeah. Um, and it is a story of one day, not even this day of us going up this dangerous <laughs> no, road. Another day. Um, we also have a story on Georgia, just like a destination diary and a few ones to listen to. But another day that encapsulizes exactly... Encapsulates. Encapsulates. Yeah, I guess it encapsul- encapsulizes. over no, I don't know. <laughs> encapsulates... Um, the beauty of the Georgian culture. And just to give you a little like teaser of it, essentially we were in a mashruka, which is like a, a local van, local van taxi. taxi that was filled to the brim. We thought this lady was being mean to us because we were in her seat, but we didn't even know how anyone had assigned seats. But she wasn't. She started speaking English to us and we ended up at her. Don't ruin the story. We Don't up, ruin the story. We ended up sharing a meal with her and that's all we're going to say because you should listen to the podcast. being in an old Russian Lada like Jeep going through the mountains with her grandpa or father yelling Kilimanjaro. <laughs> um, that's just a teaser of it. There's a lot more details to it. So um, yeah, it, it was, that country is, I mean, it's just, that, that says it all. They're so 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 friendly so nice and my hope is that as it becomes more touristed because it already is in the five years that we've been there it's certainly changing a lot that that does not diminish the friendliness and that the happiness and the joy that the georgian people show to foreigners and i don't think it will and i think you're right that there's a difference too that Georgians, you know, of, of the last couple of generations have not had an easy go of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been tough in that country and they've been through a lot of upheaval and yet they still are that friendly. And that just, that says a lot about who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, so my so number, you're one, number one, I'm so curious because I thought Georgia would probably be your it, number it, one. It was it, but so what something has superseded Georgia. I want you to take a guess. I mean, Costa Rica, I guess. Costa Rica yeah, has, it, has topped. Yeah, it has to not be Not topped list. Georgia. Let's say 1A, 1B. Um, this is what brought, I, I didn't want to, you know, give away the answer at the beginning, but my dad and I were talking and we were talking about how nice everyone was in Costa mm-hmm. Rica and not, not nice like, oh, I'm, you know, I need something from you, which again, I don't mind when we're in a developing country and people are like trying to sell us stuff and, and all that kind of stuff or taking us on a taxi and driving us, you know, a little too far to make more money and then circling back. Listen, I don't begrudge them that at all. This is what people are trying to scratch out a living and, and that's fine. But I said to my dad, it's so nice here because I don't feel that way. Like people are trying to sell trinkets on the, on the beach and all that kind of stuff, but no one is pushy. They're not like, you know, they come up, they try to sell something to you and you say no, and that's that. And they smile and they say, Pura Vida. And, and like, you're just, it's, 
and, and that's just a small example of how Costa Rica is different to me than some other countries. I mean, mm -hmm. then you start building on top, not just the people trying to sell you stuff and not being pushy, but every single person you see on the street, Pura Vida, man, Pura Vida, mm -hmm. which if you're not from Costa Rica or if you haven't been to Costa Rica, it's, it's a way of life. It essentially just means like, it can mean anything. It's a greeting. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a whatever, but it, it translates as like the pure life, the good life. And it's just, it is ingrained in yeah. people from a young age and to they just want love life. Everybody to feel that way. Not just, you know, their people and their, their country men, but, and women, but everybody, like the tourists, the children, it's just, yeah, people here love life and they want to share that happiness with everyone else. I have, have you seen, I have never seen, and we've been here almost three months now, an angry, like a confrontation or a, like, you know, in other countries, like you're driving, you might see someone honking or getting upset. Like if someone cuts them off, like I've never seen any type of vicious attitude anywhere in three months here no at all mm -mm. in fact there have been times i'm thinking of that i i thought like you know there's a crazy little intersection around here that like you kind of just have to go at some point because people you know people aren't really following the yeah. rules of the road and like i've seen people cut off other people and i'm always like oh my gosh uh-oh like the honk you know yeah. i'm thinking something's gonna happen they're just like Given the little like pervita like out yeah. the out the window, I'm thinking they're gonna yell like "f you" to them, and they're like yeah. pervita man, you know. Blah. And I mean, you go on the beach, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, surfing here can be or surfing can be uh, a bit of a contentious thing right. as yeah. well. Like I mean, in other places around the world, if you're not a local, you don't know how to surf. People are not. Right. friendly with that no like they're not cool with it because it is a little bit of a zero-sum game it's like if if you take this wave and i've been waiting for this wave and you have and i can't take it like i don't get it and so other places it's not people are not nice yeah. and here the only people who have not been nice to me on the waves as a beginner are not costa ricans <laughs> it's expats who are mm -hmm. here um and that it's very uncommon but like you know, a few times I've cut off this, these Costa Ricans, these locals by accident, you know, or whatever. It was a misunderstanding. And the one time I was like, hey, man, sorry. He's like, dude, there's enough waves. These will be coming for 100 years, man. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. And he was like, Pura so you're getting good. Like, it was completely opposite of a reaction that you might expect. And so, again, then, then you go even further to the people that we really know here and have lived here. And it's just, it's an amazing spirit that permeates everyone from the young to the old the people who have money the people who don't and i think that's what's amazing to me we talked about it with thailand a little bit you know it, it, most of the local people in costa rica are not the ones that are making money from tourists coming to costa rica really right it's like they still live on not much c compared to what we're used to and and their lifestyle isn't what we're we're used to in the u.s or western europe or anything like that and still it, it's they're just happy like the guys who are the guards here and 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 the people who have come to clean our condo and the and and people who are, have nannied our kids you know they are very happy to be doing the work that they're doing and it's not like oh my gosh i'm doing this out of like i just have to it's like it's it's a genuine thankfulness that they're able to do that work and they take pride in it and they really just want to do the best they can and have enjoyment out of it and have other people have enjoyment so yeah. i it's it's different 
Mm-hmm. It's different here than other places we've been. And um, that's what kind of sparked it on. I don't know if you could have guessed that as we were going, but like that's what sparked this idea of a friendly country. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had it on your list too. And, and you know, sometimes it's like splitting hairs here between sure. like, oh, what's one, what's yeah, five. Exactly, but, exactly. Um, I mean, all of them, all, all the countries on our list and the honorable mentions, we've had wonderful experiences there with the people of those countries. So we are just grateful to be able to go to all of these places and have these experiences and meet these people because it's definitely shaped us in a positive way. And we're just really grateful for that. And hopefully as people coming through the countries, we add a bit of friendliness and joy and positivity to those countries as we go through. And we always try to remember that then when people come to our places, to Philadelphia, to North Carolina, mm-hmm. to like say, hey, we always benefit from from nice locals, even if it's just a smile and a wave mm-hmm. and a and a how you doing or you're lost, you need help. Um, you know, if you guys haven't been traveling or or you know, or even if you're not traveling at the moment, you can sit there and and do that for other people too. Um, we'd love to hear your friendliest countries. Again, there are no <laughs> definitions parameters or parameters. This. I just want to know your five, the five friendliest countries you've ever been to. Throw that on Instagram at extra pack of peanuts. That is by far our preferred method of interacting with you guys is on Instagram at extra pack of peanuts. So, so throw those comments in there and thank you guys for the continued support for listening for everything. Um, we are very lucky to have the best community of listeners and readers out there. So thank you for that support and until next time everyone happy free travels lightning struck in an open plain and we forgot this old city's name see your breath on window pane let's just talk till it strikes again on my way I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again Amazing intro and outro song from Kalem Boer. Look it up on Spotify. K-A-I-L-E-M. Last name Boer. B-O-E-R.